This is Comic Picks by The Glick. Hey, here I am again. And this week, well, it's like I figured like two weeks ago when we did our like our like a Robert Kirkman centric podcast, I realized, hey, you know what? He's like the first guy we've actually talked about like as a creator. It's like the first guy I've actually given a podcast to in terms of like following on a single creator. And everyone's like, you know, I like Kirkman a whole lot, but he's not my absolute favorite hmm. on person. And I'm not saying the person I that I'm about to do the podcast on right now is my absolute favorite comic writer is, but he's one of the most important and prolific um, writers working in um, comics today. I speak, of course, of Warren Ellis. Very cranky, very cranky cigarette-smoking um, English writer who basically like, likes talk, likes about the, um, like the ills of mankind, but he's, he's got a very, very cynical worldview, but he also, also likes to write about people who are also trying their best to um, fight, fight against that tide. Yeah. And he also likes talking about um, upgrading people with Bluetooth as well. <laughs> so, what is Warren Ellis writing about? Okay, uh, what has he given us? Well, right now I'm going to talk about his his um, creator own series stuff that he's written. Um, not for not his work for hire, but it's that stuff that he can actually say he owns. And let's see, like, d- digging up from the pile right here, I'm going to talk about one of his more recent series called Fell. Okay, Fell is the story of Detective Richard Fell, like a a guy who is um sent uh, who sends to work out in a town called Snowtown, which is basically like a Really, uh, really crappy um, p- police station. Just he got occupied by two and a half people, and um, he's basically like work- working there to try and try and solve solve crimes. Hmm. Now, <clears throat> well, Ellis has talked a lot about the whole idea of decompression, which is basically like you know how how basically they Marvel like a certain Marvel or superhero story would be told in like like a great epic um, world spanning clash of clash of like galaxies and everything. We talk told in the space of two issues. Well, Warren's big on you know, giving stories room to breathe. You know, like this kind of story would be told in like six issues or more. And well, that story, style of storytelling has got gotten knocked a lot in recent years because basically it's just described as writing for the trade instead of writing for the single issue. Fell is his work with Fell is basically like single stories told in sixteen pa- in sixteen pages. Mm, so kind of like an uh, anthology type volume. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, it's all focuses on. On the various cases that fell encounters, like a guy who was um, who died of alcohol poisoning, another guy who basically um, who basically tries to um, save himself by ripping out fetuses, a, bo- a mad bomber who's um, who's lurking in a in a dressing room, and all sorts of crazy weird crazy weird stuff. So kind of your uh, just slightly out of the norm thriller type stories. Yes. Okay. And overall, these stories are very. Are very well done. I mean, it's, he's helped immensely by the work of um, Ben Templesmith, best, best known for um, his work with Steve Niles on Thirty Days of Night, hmm. and he basically gives give the whole world, the world of world and city of Snowtown, a very, very surreal and very haunted house aspect, hmm. very look to it. And well, this the other well, one of my big issues with Ellis though is that he's he writes a lot of stuff, but there are some series where he'll just be working on, and then like, he'll just go on. On hiatus for no reason at all, that for the due to the artist or just due to the fact that he's too damn busy. Fell is one of these series because, well, see the, the trade paperback that's out right now collects first eight issues. There's been a ninth issue, but there's been no indication whether or not there's going to be any more past that. Mm. Just disappointing. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of other series that came out that took a while to come out, Global Frequency. 
available in two volumes, Planet Ablaze, Volume 1, and Detonation Radio, Volume 2. Okay. Yeah. This series, quite good, was always a TV series on the WB. Really? Yeah. Starring none other than Admiral Kane. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what's her name? Michelle Mich- Forbes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, the global frequency, the global frequency is, this, is a group of 1,001 humans, each with like um, their own specialty, like the special knowledge or special abilities, to, um, so that they can be sent out into just about any situation. Now, um, now Michelle Forbes would have been um, Miranda Zero, the uh, like the, um, the mother, like see the. the the mother head of the entire organization. Mm-hmm. That that would make sense. That fits her her uh, uh, casting type, I think. Yeah, especially since I heard that um, she more she and Ellis got along very well. It's like they they smoke a lot too. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and this, the series is basically they come twelve, um, not very connected one shots. I mean, like yeah, they all focus on the, the they're all part of the global frequency, but they're all like very individual stories. And it's like they're they're generally all very. They're very good for the most part. I mean, you focus on the guy who's got like a teleportation device in his brain, um, and the frequency fighting against a guy who who is um, modified to the po- whose body is modified to the point of he's hit, not having any any human parts in him anymore. See, hmm. see, um, some a group of people who were um, driven insane by by some sound waves in a Scandinavian Scandinavian um, community. Hmm. Um, as a result of a government experiment. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, episode where Miranda Zero herself is captured by some white supremacists. An episode where a guy, one of the guys, is dragged into a um, a Japanese research facility where the people they've tried to build new things out of human parts. Oh. See, and a, and another end of the final story where basically we find out that that the U.S. government has gotten plans to basically um, kill off the human race to a certain point to a more manageable level. Wow, and the WB rejected this plot, or what? I mean, well, basically, what I heard, what I heard was that um, they, the, 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 they, they made, the, made the pilot, which you can actually find online. Okay. And basically, it was all set to, it was all scheduled to go, and then they, um, there was a regime change at the WB. Wow. So basically, that once that happened, it wasn't gonna, nothing was gonna, nothing else was gonna happen. No, that's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad, especially since like the stories here are generally really, really quite good. Mm. Yes, like I wish wish could have gotten more more out of this. And like I've heard, Ellis talk about how we might do another like graphic novel, which instead of like several different stories, it'd just be one story with a frequency. But these two volumes, quite good in and of themselves. Okay. Yeah. Now, another series that um, has also suffered from great delays over the years. I mean, we're still waiting for the final issue to come out so they can put it in the paperback and we get the entire series. Is Planetary. Basically, it's a story of a group called Planetary, Planetary made up of um, of Jekita Wagner, a person with like great great physical strength, strength and agility. The drummer, who is basically that like, got the ability to communicate with any electronical device in the world, hmm. and the mysterious Elijah Snow, who's who basically specializes in heat subtraction. <laughs> and he's like a, he's a cold he's a cold bastard. Right. <laughs> and Planetary is basically an excuse for Ellis to play with all sorts of um. Like genre conventions over the years, like I mean, you get get to see um, him the the J- Justice League of America, or excuse me, people who are supposed to represent the Justice League fight against the pulp heroes of comics like the Shadow and Doc Savage. Gotcha. Also, like them taking on um, monsters from from Godzilla, like Hong Kong Hong Kong um, action fu- action films. Let's see, fifties um, B movies, the Tarzan Tarzan mythos. Like all sorts of stuff like that. Okay, so it kind of goes all out on the fiction universe, basically. Yeah, so it's, it's a it's a great great series of stories, and the 
the three volumes we've got so far are All Over the World and Other Stories, Fourth Man, and Leaving the 21st Century. And it's good stuff. It also helps that he's got a great artist in, in um, John Cassidy. Of course, the problem with Cassidy is that he works pretty slowly. I mean, he's, he, t- he took a while for him to illustrate all of them, Joss Whedon's stories for Astonishing X-Men. And while I hear that he's working on the final capstone issue mm-hmm. for Planetary, there's no word on when exactly it's going to come out. Hmm. Yeah. Still, though, it's like it's, the three volumes available are, are um, very, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. And also, you also understand why um, the Fantastic Four are such complete and utter bastards. <laughs> because the main antagonists of the story are a group known as the Four. Mm-hmm. Which basically is like, you know, it's like the Fantastic Four. I mean, there are these superheroes who just got going like great scientific adventures and create all sorts of inventions like better humanity. Right. Why is humanity bettered by them? Because they don't want to share. <laughs> yeah. And Ellis' interpretation of this in this series, basic of them in this series, mm-hmm. is a is a great little <clears throat> real like um, take twist on their on their whole modus operandi. How if they had acted like this in real life, they would have just been like like the worst people ever. Yeah. But however, when it comes to well, let me back up for a second because well, Ellis he he does a lot of stuff. I mean, it, like it's a he he's got a great interest in tech. Like in people in 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 um, cynical people fight um, trying to like make a more honorable world. He also does like wind up repeating himself a whole lot. I mean, you'll find that in his in Top Cows, Death of War, and Ellis Down and Tales of the Witchblade, which I picked up for six bucks at Comic Con. Hmm. I honestly would have paid less, <laughs> but it's like you'll you'll see him repeat a lot of a lot of themes and just in his stories. And really, like, you'll a lot of the stuff you read. He's got a lot of his um, dialogue ticks, like really shine through a whole lot. I mean, it's not bad. What, it takes a little while to get used to. Okay. Still, however, if you want um, Ellis at his absolute best, it has to be Transmetropolitan. Okay. Transmetropolitan is the story of Spider Jerusalem, a, um, a Gonzo journalist who, who, was, who gained great fame trying to in writing about the the ills of society and society in the future. And then was driven up to the mountain after he couldn't take couldn't take um, living with humans anymore. So then, however, he's called back by his publisher, who basically tells him, "Yeah, you owe us two goddamn books, Spider. You can get your ass back here. We're going to see your ass in a debtor's prison." And after um, Sp- Spider gets this word from his publisher, he re- he realizes he's got to go back and back down to the world and and I uh, and write write more journal journalism. Now, one of the things I like about Transmetropolitan, aside from this main arc. Is that it's basically the way the future is presented in this series. You know, this is what the future is going to be like more than anything else. Because like all these, all these crazy ass inventions, like you know, just um, like like um, devices that can repl- replicate anything from from the mo- from the molecules in the air or just tra- trash that you dump in, dump in from anywhere. Like um, reservations where pe- where the past past cultures are pre- are preserved. Like um, religion springing up every new religion springing up every twenty four hours in this in the city. Oh, just like all crazy crazy stuff like that. It's like and you, and like I really it's it's gonna be there's gonna be new there's gonna be new stuff there's gonna be crazier stuff there's also been seen but really, like the basic nature of humanity isn't gonna change at all because it's it's we're just gonna like, go about our realize you're just gonna be looking for like the best best escape find find ways to cope with with all the craziness and. In our lives, and also the politicians are still going to lie, which is basically going to be the main thrust of the series. Because 
while Spider-Jerusalem gained great fame through covering the through uh, his, the original pres- presidential election that he he basically covered the election of a man known only, only as the Beast. <laughs> he basically just like a really uh, unpleasant little man who just wants to just like he just wants to like um run run things the way he 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 does and just like regular man just to hell with them. The new presidential election basically focuses on the Beast versus the man that Jerusalem terms only as the Smiler, the guy who is only going to like be be nice. Say say anything that people will want to hear. Just be their friend, only to really screw with them in the end. Because <laughs> really, it's like, well, I say that the um, that that transmetropolitan basically shows the features it's going to be. It's like Ellis really outdid himself in the sense that he really that in the Smiler he basically created a character who basically like pretty sure represents everything that's happened to the, to us in the last eight years under the Bush under the Bush presidency. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and really, it's more, well, I, well, I'm not gonna. It's, I can't really tell you that. It's, that saying that, yeah, he eventually wins in the end. As like, it's it's still it's still like really something else to see that that, that he actually managed to like predict something like this. I mean, but it's really. I mean, it's like stuff. What he says right here. I mean, like it's it's basically he's just really like putting human nature bare, like in in the future. I mean, like yeah, it's, it's, like I said, it's all gonna change. All the um, the physical trappings are going to change, but humanity, it's still going to be the same, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And also, the series has aided immensely. I used that term before, but really, um, Derek Robertson, fantastic artist. I mean, he's great at um, detailing all the character, all the various like, expressions and physicality of all all the characters in the series. He's got a great eye for detail, especially in the detailing all the all the futuristic landscapes. And all the crazy shit that Warren that Warren requires him to draw. It's like it's it's one of the series. Like I, I, I tell you, it's even though it's going to be, DC is basically reformatting the series to be um, in ten volumes instead instead of like just I don't know, like one volume of three issues, another volume of nine issues, and the rest in six. But still, it's like any way you you own the series, it's one of the best um, graphic novel series I I have ever read. Hands down, it's like this is one you have to own for your library. Mm. And if you don't, well, it's not that you're a bad person; it's just you're really just denying yourself something good. <laughs> yeah. So, really, on that, on that note, it's like more than anything else, Transmetropolitan, one of the absolute best. Awesome. Yeah. And on that note, we're calling it a night. And next time, though, we're focused on um, Ellis's um, more work for hire stuff. So, so he's because like while he's big, been a big promoter of like um. Writing stuff for yourself, as Robert Kirkman has mentioned, going back to the very what I was talking about at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Ellis also realizes that hey, you know what? If you actually want to eat, you gotta like um, be willing to um, work for for work in mainstream Marvel and DC comics as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but as some of us have shown, that's it's not necessarily a bad thing. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that, that later. All right, and we'll see you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Night. <laughs>